Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello and welcome to uh, another Wessex LMCs podcast. My name is Zoe Tobin and I'm nurse advisor here at Wessex LMCs and I'm kindly joined today um, by Karen Perryman who's um, regional manager for the South Western Midlands for the Alcohol Education Trust. Thank you for Karen for being here today. Um, um, and we're going to start today talking about how how um, alcohol um, to uh, in the effects of alcohol to young people um, with special educational needs. Um, first of all, Karen, would you like to do sort of just introduce yourself and and say a little bit about what you do and who you are? Thanks, Zoe. Hi, yeah, I'm, I'm Karen. Currently working for the Alcohol Education Trust, a national charity um, whose aim is to help keep young people, uh, 11 to 25, safe around alcohol. We have been um, expanding and we now uh, provide resources on cannabis as well. That's fantastic, Karen. That sounds amazing work. Um, and so thinking along those lines, how do you talk about alcohol, the drug? Yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting question, Zoe, because alcohol, it's all round about us, isn't it? Let's face it, it is sort of part of um, British culture. And so young people are constantly bombarded bombarded with all these different messages around alcohol. It's associated with parties and good times and, and celebrations. But at the end of the day, it is a drug. It's something that can affect how a person thinks and how they feel and how they behave. And so communicating these messages to young people needs to be done in a way where we're not saying, don't do this, don't do that, it, it, it's um, harmful. It's by providing them with the information and making them realise that if they choose to drink alcohol, um, there may be harmful effects. Now, a while back, a whole lot of eminent scientists wanted to rank drugs according to um, harm to the user of that particular drug and harm to others, the harm that that drug causes to others. And they wanted to rank them, as I said. In the UK, the most harmful drug to others is alcohol. Now, of course, that's a, that's a numbers thing because there's way more people choosing to drink alcohol than there are take um, crack cocaine or heroin. But what it does say is that a person can be affected harmfully by alcohol and not actually touch a drop themselves. They can be affected by somebody else's choices around alcohol. Absolutely. That's really interesting, especially for young young people, isn't it, Karen? Yeah. Um so what, what do you think affects young people's decisions around alcohol in terms of, you know, like social norms? What, what would impact their, their decision uh, of engaging in alcohol use, that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm sorry. So you mentioned social norms there. People may be aware of, of that. Um, as humans, we're really quite head-like animals. And we tend to base an awful lot of our decisions and choices uh, based on our perceptions. Quite often, our perceptions are completely inaccurate and it's been shown that by providing facts and changing perceptions that too can change behavior and it's working really really well in the field of drug and alcohol education for for young people. So as um, part of when we're talking to young people we ask them how many people your age and this is 11 to 15 year olds do you think have had a full drink 
of alcohol? Well, the young people tend to say, well, most of them. And then you say, well, have you? Actually, no, they haven't. 60% of 11 to 15-year-olds have not had a full drink of alcohol, although their perception is that everybody has so by getting those social norms messages across, um, we can hopefully um, inform young people and change their behaviour, realise that um, they are doing what everybody's um, doing, and that's not having a full drink of alcohol. But you also mentioned choices, and a person's choices around anything can be affected by so many things. When it comes to alcohol, young people, peer pressure is immense. And there was a study uh, taken uh, place where they looked at peer pressure and young people. So risk-taking, drinking alcohol underage is, is of course risk-taking, which is part of, of growing up. Um, and this experiment, I wanted to look at risk-taking um, at different age groups. So what they did was they actually developed uh, a risk-taking activity which took the format of an electronic driving test. They divided the participants into uh, three uh, age categories, 13 to 16-year-olds, 17 to 24-year-olds and then older. And the participants had to take the risk-taking um, drive, electronic driving test. If they went through a traffic light and it changed to red, that meant points added um, to their time. Now, when the participants took the risk-taking activity on their own, there was absolutely no variance in the level of risk-taking, which actually flew in the wind of all the research that says that teenagers take more risks risks because their brain is still developing and the prefrontal cortex um, assessing risks etc. When they added some peers into that, um, the 13 to 16 year olds risk taking actually tripled. Oh. Uh, for the 17 to 24 year olds it almost doubled and older there was no difference. So when you're thinking about uh, young people, maybe they're down in the park, um, a friend says, oh, I've got some alcohol here. They have some alcohol. So there's that risk taking, sort of like um, evoked by peer pressure. The alcohol, the drug, hits the brain, and then that is then going to have an effect on their future choices. And unfortunately, we find that young people who may only be like taking a drink because their friends are doing it and they don't want to risk the, the um, social embarrassment of, of saying no, have a drink. They're not really aware of how strong that um, alcohol can be. And unfortunately, we end up with young people in some awful situations. Yeah, um, and actually those figures are quite surprising, especially about, you know, the, the concept of um, not so many ch young people, we f as we think, have actually touched alcohol to begin with. That's very interesting, Karen. Um, and you mentioned there, obviously, providing them with the important information, the facts around the, the making those choices. So with that in mind, how, how would you go... Um, would you explain in terms of the concepts of units and, and government guidelines around alcohol use? 
Yeah. So units, what what is a unit of alcohol? Well, if you look it up, it's eight grams or 10 milliliters of pure alcohol. But what does that actually mean? So what we do is when we talk to young people is we actually explain to them that the different types of drinks have got different numbers of units of them. And this is all, of course, got to do with the percentage of alcohol that is contained in different drinks. So if we look at things like lagers and beers um, and ciders, they can range um, in percentage and alcohol and volume from sort of about 3% up, up, gosh, to about 9-10%. So we try to explain, uh, for example, a pint of about a 3% lager is two units. So a pint um, liquid volume is really quite big that is two units then when you look at something like spirits which are 40% volume um, spirits in licensed premises are sold in singles and doubles a single is 25 millilitres a double is 50 millilitres of course young people they're not going to be being served in licensed premises so they are going to be home pouring spirits so when we show young people the tiny liquid volume that is 25 millilitres and explain that that represents one unit, they can see that that tiny liquid volume of spirit is way, way stronger um, than, the, than the lagers and the beers. Again, looking at wine, wines vary um, in different percentages, but sort of like showing them um, a wine glass, a large wine glass, which is 250 millilitres, almost half a pint, actually, um, is three units. So it's by introducing them to the different, when I say introducing, obviously, um, we're not introducing, but explaining to them that different um, drinks have got different strengths. And if they are choosing to drink alcohol, which most of them aren't, we get that message across um, again and again, if they're drinking spirits, those units will build up really quickly in a person's body. Yes. So for them to be aware that different drinks have got different strengths. When it comes to government guidelines, um, not a lot of people know that um, According to the chief medical officer, um, a young person should be at least 15 before they have their first full drink of alcohol, if that's what they're um, going to choose to do. Um, and for adults in the UK, 18 um, and over, um, it's recommended that adults stick to 14 units over a whole week. Because according to the World Health Organization, for 15 to 49 year olds in the UK, alcohol is the biggest risk factor for death and ill health. My goodness. So everybody needs to think carefully around their choices um, around alcohol, especially young people, because their bodies are still developing. Absolutely. Uh, and that's some really good advice there, Karen, especially the visual kind of concept to it as well, especially for the younger person. Um, 
And, and obviously, you mentioned there, obviously, if they choose to participate in drinking alcohol, they, they could find themselves in difficult situations. Um, how do you go about explaining the effects of alcohol, you know, the physical, perhaps social and emotional effects, um, if they choose to participate in, in drinking alcohol? So this podcast is about um, talking to young people with special educational needs specifically. Um, and we have a wonderful uh, games and activities pack specifically for SEN young people. Now, these games and activities packs include characters. And these characters are used as part of our distancing techniques. We introduce a character, show a picture of a character, um, and explain that this is a, a, an older teenager. We ask the young people to name um, this character. And then what we're trying to do is to get young people to project their own personalities and how they think they would react in different situations. Um, so we build up the characters. We say, for example, um, now this, this is Emma, for example. Um, Emma's been invited to a party. How do you think Emma may feel? As part of the Games Activities Pack and Activities Pack, we also have a range of emojis. And these emojis work so, so well. For good learning, there has to be a foundation. Um, hopefully, there's not going to be that much of a foundation of how alcohol can affect a person when we're talking to young people. But they have got a really good um, knowledge and foundation of how different um, feelings and emotions can make them feel um, and, and the choices that they can make. So we use the characters. Emma's been invited to a party. How's she feeling? Now, some people would put the happy emoji because they love going to parties. Other people would put the, oh, emoji because they hate going to parties we are all completely different um emma's arrived at the party and there is um drinks with alcohol there she's decided to have a drink with alcohol how could that make emma feel that's acknowledging that actually one alcoholic drink can make a person feel a bit relaxed um she's decided to have another alcoholic drink how could that make um, Emma feel? Um, and there's a range of emojis from throwing up to joking around, trying to make young people realise that if a person chooses to drink alcohol, it can affect them physically. We haven't covered that yet. But also it can affect their emotions. It can lower their inhibitions. It can affect their their behaviour, therefore, and their choices. One of the biggest risks of alcohol for 16 to 24-year-olds is risky, unprotected or unconsensual sex. And we need to get these messages across to young people. Part of our resources um, is talking about resilience with young people, um, making them realise that if they have had alcohol, um, they may find themselves in situations where they are particularly vulnerable. What to be able to do about that? Providing them with tools and strategies to be able to extract them from those situations. I haven't mentioned about the, the physical effects um, of alcohol. Again, we use those emojis. And the main, um, 
the main messages we're trying to get across to young people is that um, alcohol is a drug. It can change how a person thinks and how they feel, how they behave. It can change them physically as well. If a person is choosing to drink alcohol, those units build up in a person's body. Once the liver is fully developed, round about the age of 18, the liver can break down, metabolise one unit per hour. But nothing will speed that up. Not water, food. Food is good. It helps to absorb the alcohol so it doesn't rush out into the bloodstream. Um, but it won't help break it down. So young people, the livers aren't fully developed. If they're drinking alcohol, uh, those units are building up um, in their body. Um, alcohol is a depressant. It slows down the speed um, of the messages being sent from the brain. So that can affect a person's speech, their sight, their coordination, their judgment. Um, so trying to get those messages across in a really clear way, using the distancing techniques with the character and the emojis, young people are able to, um, we've got a, a game called Emoji Equation Game where it's actually got pictures of food, because food is good, it's got pictures of alcoholic drinks, we use the um, emoji equations, um, and young people can see that when they do start going out and about, <clears throat> if they do choose to drink alcohol, the potential consequences, depending on what they choose to drink. If they choose to have maybe one drink, then yes, they can have a, a, a nice happy time, but if they choose to go out and drink loads and loads and loads, that is going to have a big effect on their body and potentially situations that they may find themselves in. Oh, thanks, Karen. There's a lot of good techniques and tools to use there. That's fantastic. Um, and, and just to sort of tie up, really, um, how do you ensure that young people know to, where to go for help if they have been affected by alcohol use? So really, really important to be able to signpost young people to where to go for help. It may be that um, unbeknown to you, they are being affected by somebody else's choices around alcohol. Um, it may be that um, uh, people listening to this podcast have come in and co into contact with young people because of their choice, their the young people's choices around alcohol. There are a whole load of amazing organisations out there that um, can uh, be um, given, the details can be given to young people. Obviously, there will be local organisations. These are national ones. Um, adfam.org.uk forward slash provides information and advice for families of alcohol and drug users and um, also Al Anon Fellowship they're absolutely amazing and their um, website is Al A-L dash Anon A-N-O-N U-K dot org dot U-K they're really amazing um, and there's also we are with you. Um, they are an amalgamation of a whole host of services um, across the whole of the UK. And their website is wearewithyou.org.uk. Of course, I haven't mentioned the Alcohol Education Trust website. <laughs> <Of> which <course. laughs> is, We've actually got two website, the websites. There's um, Alcohol Education Trust um, 
www.britishearthat.org.uk. I think, my goodness. <laughs> British Hear That's it. My goodness. Let me have a look. Yes, that's right. <laughs> no, it's, there's no UK. Sorry. It's just alcohol, alcoholeducationtrust.org. Um, and there's also um, a, an interactive website specifically for young people that we um, host. It's called talkaboutalcohol.com. And it's full of um, quizzes and games. There's even a virtual nightclub where young people can see um, uh, once they're, they're old enough to go out into the nighttime economy, um, the choices that they make um, around alcohol and um, whether they have a good night or not. Because if they choose to knock back a whole load, then their night um, in the virtual nightclub tends to end pretty quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. That's absolutely fantastic, Karen. Some really good resources there. Um, thank you so much. Um, and thank you to everyone for joining us um, today. And special thanks again to Karen. Thank you so much. Um, and we hope this has been helpful to everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Wessex LMCs, supporting you and your practice. <laughs>